everybody. Thank you for joining us on Taurus Tech Talk. Today we have another special episode of Getting to Know Taurus. And joining us today is Mr. Brian Rainey. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Are, are, are you glad to be here? <laughs> Brian, for, I could but, not be happier. Before we get started, he's like, this is about sports talk, right? We're talking about sports, right? We I'm sure sports a, will come up. We can do a uh, pre-NFL playoff edition if you'd like. I, I like that. I know. I know almost nothing about sports, so let's do it. <laughs> I heard on the radio on the way over here that there's going to be a football game that is at, well, there's probably many this week that are absolutely meaningless, but there's one, I think, with the Jags and the Colts, mm. and it's it's the most meaningless, and they were talking about how on social media everyone's taking the storm to saying Neil the entire game. Um, like, zero, oh, zero tie. Yeah. Pretty sure. I think it's like Joe Buck broadcast, too, so it's it's the big guys. That's fine. Pretty sure my team's definitely going to win the Sportsing Bowl. For sure. <laughs> Probably. Uh, My team. That's what we should do next time is just do a sports trivia, and we'll see how good Corey does. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So I know that Antonio Brown's looking for employment. That I do know that's, that. That's true. That's impressive that's true. coming from Mr. Church. Hold on to the plane. <laughs> so, Brian, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your role here at Taurus? My name is Brian Rainey. <laughs> uh, I'm 53. I've been with Taurus. February will be 16 years. Congratulations. Uh, it's awesome. And when you say what you do, you really got to stop and go. There's a whole lot of things. What, what hat are you wearing? <laughs> what hat are you wearing today? So I would say mostly I manage the technicians, the programmers, the project managers. Corey and I both do. We, we co-manage the technical side of the house. I'm responsible for scheduling them, juggling the schedule. Uh, I think the, juggling is the appropriate term in today's climate. Plate so spinning. pretty much the most important thing of the entire company. That's uh, what I had to say. Just about. Now, you know, all seven spokes are very, very, very important. So Seven I spokes. I think we're going to have to unpack that in a little yeah, bit. What, okay. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll come to, back to that. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, every day's something. Uh, I manage personalities pretty much you don't really manage people no once your group gets as large as brian's you really are just managing personalities right i like that who's got their peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a smash today right you have to manage like people too. differently <laughs> you know what you can say to some you can't say to others so you have to learn that you yeah. learn you learn with what degree you can discipline build up get into people. So that's the managing the personalities Corey is uh, referring to. Very cool. So tell us, tell us a story about um, your time here in the family that maybe, maybe Corey and I know, but maybe the listeners well, and viewers don't know. How did you, how did you, you get here? Weren't, you're not, you're not employee number one. You're like employee number two, right? No. Like full time. <laughs> that would be Aaron and Kevin. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm talking about beyond ownership. Yeah, 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 yeah. After Aaron and Kevin, <clears throat> Roberts third, and I'm fourth, but not in that order. Uh, there were some other guys that worked here prior to yeah. us that aren't here anymore. Uh, they, okay. But as far as people here now, we're third and fourth in the history. Um, started as a technician. Is it you want that story or? Yeah, give us that story. Well, I, I, I actually. Uh, let, let, 
how did you even get the job with Tori? Because I'm pretty sure you were like mailing papers at the valet stand or something before that. Mailing papers? I can't remember. How I got in the industry is uh, the year was 2001. So 20. Uh, year of our the Lord. year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. <laughs> um, I was working. That's when a, Dr. Dre's like best album ever yeah, dropped. The by the way, yeah, just great. just to be clear. Well, that's ironic. That's that's important. Um, <laughs> I was working at a valet parking uh, company, managing uh, a valet parking company, and Frank Rosso, who used to work for us, we and I go back with Aaron and Kevin and Frank years before Taurus even came about. So we all played basketball together. And he, Aaron and Kevin had went to work for a video conferencing company several years before. And one day we're at the gym playing and Frank says, uh, hey man, why don't you come to work at New Vision Technologies? And I said, I didn't even know what it was. And uh, he said, man, we travel, we install, you know, video conferencing equipment, uh, you know, just trumped it up and no pun intended. Uh <laughs> And I said, well, let me think about it. And, of course, what does it pay? Yeah. And because when you're at the time. You mean you weren't hooked on the mm-hmm. fact that we travel and right. we install video conferencing? That was uh, an allure. But, you know, at the time I'm 33, uh, I have two young children. Yeah. And so uh, he tells me how much it pays. And I said, man, I make decent money now. That's a, that's a pretty steep pay cut. So I'm going to have to pass. Not long after that, some things went down where I, where I was working at the time. And at the time in the early 2000s, the term IT was becoming uh, an, a well-known term, yeah. know, information technology. And so uh, I thought, well, IT would be something to get into. Because if you've ever valet parked, <laughs> you know those guys stand outside. They work in the heat and the snow and the rain and the cold and... If they're not there, valet parking, they don't get any money. So I said, you know, I really need to make a career change. But I know every time I valet park, <laughs> at least when I'm getting the car, they're running. Right. It's a lot of running. It's a, it's a, it's always, a jog. Yes. I've always admired the, the amount of steps they get in. A- sure. Anytime they run, too. Right? Not, not to say this is a barometer of how well you should tip a valet parker. Oh, it's going up. But <laughs> if, if, if they grab my ticket and, like, look... And grab the keys and sprint. The tip goes up. Right. Yeah. If I see if the a guy, guy kinda, get a four eight forty, I mean it's it's yeah. double and easy. Easy. Uh, Sorry. And Robert could probably remember a story at the Anatole. We were attending an <laughs> event, and I have the valet company was the one I worked for, and I knew the guy, so I tipped him going in. And when we're all leaving, and there's I don't know five hundred people yeah, out there waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say. I hope he doesn't undersell this, Mister Rainey. Got his vehicle and was gone quickly. <laughs> was back to the office, I think, before you got your vehicle. There, yeah, dude. There was debutantes <laughs> there, millionaires, and Brian just walks out and it's, yes, it's, it's everyone looked at him. They, <laughs> they pulled have, around his Ford yep. Ford truck and they're, yep. they're like, well, who's that guy? Yep. Don't worry about it. You, I, I know people you, in the biz. Words of wisdom, tip going in, tip well. And you will be taken care of. So what's that's a, probably that's probably a big nugget for everybody right now. What's a good tip going in? You've told me that before, but I don't think we've ever talked dollar. Are you we know, talking like if you're at a ten bucks, got to count, it, gotta count a, inflation. If you're at a nice restaurant, tip them ten going in, and ten going out. Okay, and they'll take care of you. 
So, okay. so if you're going to Bob's, you're so going to spend some money. You and I talked about this, not to get too far off track here because we are, but I asked him about it because we were going to go someplace and we were going to be in a hurry on the way out, but I wanted to valet because I knew the parking lot would be like ridiculous. Calls never stop. And so, so he says, tip going in and, and ask them if they can keep it close. He's a bit tip big going in. Yeah. So I hand the guy 20 bucks and I say, hey, um, we're going to be coming right back out as quickly as we can. And got we, a tourist and, tech talk to get and, back and, to. And, yeah. And we've got we've to get on the road. And he was like, yeah, yeah, just wave me down on your way out and I'll have it like that. And it was, it was like right outside the door. Like right there with the Lamborghini and the Ferrari and the Bentley, and I was like, "There's my, your Ford truck." My my gray, dirty Ford truck parked right there. It was like, there's like and, six, and the eight guy, times. The and car. the guy was like, "The keys are in it. You're ready to go." I was like, "Oh, nice. it's fine." Right. Did you tip him again, or did he take that as the the pre tip is my payment? I didn't tip him again because because he because he told you verbally like from a distance, go ahead and get it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Well, I mean. I, I mean, I'm it would have been that, Brian. it would have been like five steps. I could have tipped him again. I just didn't. I think we get a I think we got like a big anniversary dinner coming up for we do for one of our coworkers. So oh yeah, I'm gonna F- test it. Fifteen year test uh, it on that theory. It's funny, most people see the val uh, the uh, and you want Ferraris. a valet there. Oh yeah, they see the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis and all that. It's about the money, and those guys usually tip well because they've got money. But in your Ford truck. If you tip well going in, they'll take care of you. They're, they're I got all some other questions money. about that industry. Yeah, we because should. we could talk about it. But I, mean, I want should. you to finish your story about uh, how okay. so so th- things so went down. You didn't take the job with New Vision, but I things did. went down at at said valet company. Yes, and then and then so you I called I called Frank. Oh, I said, Hey okay. man, uh, about that job opportunity is it still there? He goes, Yeah, come on in for an interview. So I went and interviewed with someone else, and uh, first I talked to my wife. A little another nugget of of brilliance. Life lessons yes. by Brian Always Rainey. talk to your wife on big decisions like job change, buying a house, buying a car. Always. Teresa, always he's not just saying it um, <laughs> because we know that you're going to watch it. It's that also he's been saying yeah. it since I've known him for 16 years. Big life changes discuss with your wife. So I talked to her, told her, you know, it's going to be a pay cut. Substantial. Of course, my wife's a school teacher with very uh, uh, solid in, uh, income. I said, I, but I think we can handle it. I said, I, it's it's taking a step back to take steps forward. Yeah. It's to get off from working outside. It's to get into IT. It's to get into, you know, a new career. And I said, I think it will pay off later. And she trusted me. Of course, we prayed about it. She trusted me. So I took the job. September 4th of 2001, one week prior to September 11th. I didn't realize our anniversaries were so close. No, that was at New Vision. Oh. New Vision. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I moved forward. You're hearing the, the tornado siren, which yeah, is a little throwing me ominous. So, you can't hear it here, though. I took the job at New Vision, worked there for a couple of years. They had layoffs. Uh, and in the meantime, Kevin and Aaron started Taurus, in January of 2003. Taurus, the flooring company. Yeah, no. <laughs> and they both told me, hey, we're starting our own business. Uh, you go to New Vision, get, you, get your chops, and then we want you to come work for us. I said, uh, sounds great. So I worked there for a few years. They had a layoff. Taurus wasn't quite ready to hire me at the time, so I had to do some other work for a few years. And then uh, September, excuse me, 
February 1st of 06 is when I started with Taurus with about eight of us, I think. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were working on and off as a contractor for Taurus, right? I like did, weekend work and. I did in 05. Uh, yeah, we got some stories for that too. <laughs> <laughs> were those the New Orleans jobs? No, that was when I worked here. Okay. Oh five, we did work up in Oklahoma at schools and all the time. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, it was slim, but you know, early days of Taurus. And the rest they say is history. The rest right? is history. So that's how I got my start in the industry. So a little over twenty years ago. That's not awesome. not not to not to segue too much, but you guys may or may not remember. A couple of the Oklahoma projects you did with the previous company that I worked for, I had to go behind and fix some mm. of your work. Would not surprise me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it surprises the, the heck out of me, man. Yeah. I mean, Brian, we call well, it if the, you recall, the Rainpar team. We had Aaron's brother working for us, Aaron <laughs> Cooper's brother. It's, these aren't excuses yeah, like, as much as uh, they are. To be, to be fair, <laughs> I actually think it was Adcock's work. Could have been. Then, then I was probably a part of it too. <laughs> so anyway, like I'm sorry, okay. All right, um, all right. So we're gonna run through a couple of uh, fun questions, but I do want to circle back because I'm very curious, and I'm sure other people are curious so a little bit more about the valet. All right. <laughs> so I, I want to know some things like what's the coolest car. Anyways, okay. All right. So <clears throat> we tried our best to give you limited preparation on these questions, so we could get them more of an off the cuff style of answer. Right. Um. What would your spirit animal be? First of all, what is a spirit animal? Okay, so I want to be clear. We watched a television show. I'm not going to name the television show, but apparently some people were offended by that. A spirit animal to me means that if you could classify yourself as an animal okay. because of the traits of that animal, okay. uh, uh, aggressive or... Are there any animals uh, who are really good caring? at basketball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, Mongooses. That's a good... That's good. Incredible. Um, so anyways, yes. So it's something, some type of trait an animal has. All right. I got it. That you fun. find admiring or inspiring or downright kick butt. As you know, and everyone probably knows I'm not an animal person. <laughs> uh, grew up with a dog my entire, uh, teenage life, but I am not an animal person. But if I had to choose a spirit animal, it would be a flying horse. How's that for one? What, that what, way what you can a, you want to ride the horse that? and fly or fly. Well, you would be That's the animal. I so no, I want to be riding the horse. I'm not going to be the animal. Well, so. then you don't understand the spirit animal. That's question. fine. There you I, go. I think it's good. There I you think go. it's fine. We didn't give them parameters to like say you got to. It's about a real animal. What is the fly? A flying horse? Pegasus. A, Pegasus. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I was going to say unicorn. I was like, mm. <laughs> oh, they don't have wings. They got a spike on their head. I just feel like that so, your answer there is like a mixture of seeing Yellowstone riding a mm -hmm, horse mm -hmm. and then also like maybe watching the Superman. <laughs> you know, like uh, one of the movie houses, I think it's like TriStar. Oh, that's it has right. the Pegasus yep, running yep. around. So, anyways, so, what would y'all's be? Let's reverse now, this. Picture. Okay. No, that's on a different segment. Okay, that's not right. how it works. All right. Uh, if you weren't in this business, what would you be doing? And I think I know, but take I want to hear. Take a get. All right. If I wasn't in the AV industry, um, as y'all know, I love sports. Uh, I've always said I would love to run my own gym, my own uh, tournament facility basketball gym. You That's know? cool. I, I would love to I do that. I didn't know that. Now, again, we're talking, I got plenty of money because they probably don't make any money. <laughs> 
but that's what I would like to do if I was not. I love what we do. Don't misconstrue, but I'd probably want to run a basketball tournament facility. I, th- I would enjoy that. That's cool. So to to expand on that, what are you going to do when you retire? When you're done working here, as you what, all whatever know, that means. I, I referee now. I'm going to do that as long as I physically can. Uh, I've man, heard you're a little unfair with the charge calls. Oh, <laughs> made some last night. Teed up of coach last night. Nice. Robert always asked me, <laughs> don't be afraid to tee him don't up. Don't be afraid, man. You got to set that tone. Had to tee up a coach last night. <laughs> he went a little out of bounds. but uh, What? I watched a, a YouTube video. So this is where I get my sports from. So I love I love YouTube sports. Okay. This guy, I think it was, it had to have been maybe high school baseball. Yeah. And for whatever reason, purposefully, the catcher decided to step out of the way mm. directly following a pitch. I've seen that. So the guy's at bat step and the first out of the way. So hang on. That pitch hit the umpire. The guy, the guy, the guy is at bat. Throws a perfect strike. Catcher catches it. Batter gets back in the box, you know, gets out of the box and swings his bat around and gets back in the box and shrugs his shoulders. Pitcher winds up. And about the time the pitcher lets go of the ball, the catcher just falls to his right knee. And it nails the umpire. And it nails the umpire, like, right in the gut. Yeah, Yeah, he's got got the pad on. So the video shows the umpire kind of, looking around, trying to figure out, like... What happened? Was there a miscommunication? And so he 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 speaks to both the pitcher and the... Uh, catcher. The catcher. And there was some sort of conspiracy there, and he called the whole game mm. right then. Mm. He just kicked everybody off the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I've never seen it before. Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear this. the answer to this next question. What is your favorite movie line quote? You can sub it for a TV show, since I know you're a giant uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld fan. There are so many Seinfeld quotes, but I went with movies. There's a movie called Tropic Thunder. This is going to be tough to be PC. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it. It's, it's from never, a movie. Never go full re- <laughs> we we can bleep it out. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't add the uh, you know the, yeah. the accent, the emphasis on it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Never go for. I actually got a. My wife would hate me saying that, but it is a movie quote, so it's okay, right? Like yeah. rap lyrics and all that stuff. So there we go. <laughs> I've actually got a sign in my garage that has that on it now. It's right. pretty great with Robert Downey Jr.'s face. It's funny, Corey. Uh, so this is either work related or non work related. You can choose. What's the most annoying situation in everyday life? Hmm. Well, I kept it work related. You, I mean, uh, we talked about like the toilet paper rolling <laughs> over the correct way, yeah. stuff like that. There's so many. They- <laughs> there are so the, many. There are more than He's most just, with this guy. Is uh, just one? So many. Does it just have to be one? Can I situation? give you one in each life category? Sure. <laughs> Brian's um, like, can I get, I want ones that are from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and then 8 to 10. Do I need to set a calendar well, up no, for you? No, I, I kept it work-related, and it's... It's when Robert, Robert Parsons no, emails Robert, me at Robert, 8 p.m. every night. No, that's, believe it or not, that's in there. 
Um, <laughs> Robert asked me uh, not long ago about, you know, I juggle the schedule every day. And you asked me how irritating and annoying it is. I said, it's really not anymore. I'm just used to it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a part of it. Like brushing your teeth. Right. It, it doesn't even raise my pulse when people say, hey, we need to move this out or move this up. Or move. It doesn't because it's just part of it. Imagine what's going to happen when the supply chain issues kind of stop mm. and you just put things on the schedule. And they stay. And they stay. <laughs> and you're going to be like, hmm. what do I do now? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> oh, it's a, uh, what, what doesn't kill you I know that's you not what you probably were going to say. but no. My most annoying is at 445, 5 o'clock when I'm uh, gearing down to leave after I've been here for He's at power since sleep. 6.30. Yeah, and I have literally put it to sleep, and I get a phone call or an email or a text or something, and I'm like literally standing up to leave, and I'm like, hang on a second. Power back up. I've already told my wife I'm on my way home. Robert knows how that goes. It's only a Wednesday, and I've already <laughs> yeah. done that to him twice this right. week. Just I've, because we haven't got right. to 445 yet. Right. Today. You're always giving me life lessons. I'm going to give you one. Don't I tell never me. tell my wife I'm headed anywhere unless I'm actually in he, the car. He's told me that same yeah. thing, too. I'm just <laughs> because I used to be real guilty of that. I'd be sitting in my desk, like, I'm going to leave at four. She asked me, I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way. I'm damn well not on my way. Uh, he's mm. he's told me overestimate. Yeah, just, just, and I've I've most of the time wait till I'm driving because I because she knows I'm driving and she knows I really am driving. But you know if I've told her I'm on my way and I'm shutting down now and then 20 minutes later. But anyway, again that happens. And also I don't like people working at night. I know, I know people. Some people. I feel like both of these are addressed to no, me. No, it's not. It's how did I come out? I'm sending an all employee (laughs) email right after this. Do not include Brian Rainey. No, no, no. On any after five correspondence. It's not about including. It's like, I don't want y'all to, I want y'all to enjoy being at home with your family and not feel like you have to work. But I also know after you've been meeting with customers all day that then you got to do the, you know, the dashboard and the paperwork. I, I get it. I just would prefer that there was more hours in the daytime, daylight hours that you could get that. You seriously hurt my feelings. I thought for no, sure you were going to say wash, not. rinse out the sink with the toothpaste, or you know any I, I, number. All of right, our sink. Listen, <laughs> give us a, a non-work related one. Since you have so many, so we'll many. allow multiple answers for you. We'll, uh, <sighs> like home life, I'm not going to blame any. We of already so, have so established Teresa's going to watch this. <laughs> So you're, um, you're willing to throw your coworkers under yeah, the bus, but you're uh, not your wife? All day. Got it. All day. That's fair. Um, at home, mm, mm, mm. Boy, so well, it doesn't have to be at home. <laughs> what about when I've, you're trying uh, to back into a parking driving, spot? And I think I've heard uh, one of yours recently about uh, any type of liquids in the trash can. Oh, game. yeah, you know that oh. one. That well, guy, I think everybody's aware of that one. It was the joke at the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's move on to the next question. <laughs> All right, that, All that's right. it. Liquid in the trash can. <laughs> okay. Um, I know this is a tough question. We it was tough when we had uh, one of our teammates Tim on there. Give us, hopefully, a non-political conspiracy theory. I got it. Okay, g- give it to us. The flat earthers. The flat earthers. Okay. Never go full rate. <laughs> you flat earthers. <laughs> 
They can't, mean, you can't come say on. that. Come I on. have. I have. Uh, I watched this special. I think it was like on Amazon or Hulu or one of those. But that's what it was about. It was about the contingency of people out there that believe that the world is flat. And some of the like, they bring scientists in and and they kind of go through the whole thing. It's like an hour long documentary is it the one where they get to the end of the documentary and they basically prove themselves wrong yeah i think so and then it just I, ends i think so yes so that's fine there, there's it a, is funny. It's, it's a flat earth documentary and they spend the whole documentary convincing you that the earth is flat and they do this um this test where you basically set on a post these sided rings yeah and then you look through the sided rings why are they disappearing and they set them all at the same height and you should be able to see them all in a line. And I, what are they, a mile apart or 500 yards yeah, but apart? You, you know that anybody believes it that watches it doesn't really fully believe that it but, wasn't doctored. Right. But they're all doing this this test at the end, and they've got all these rings set out, and they look through, and the camera looks through, and you can see each one drop with the curvature of the Earth. Right. And then they just roll credits. <laughs> I'm oh. like, wait. Oh, no. Was this a spam documentary? Like, was this a... A joke? I've got a few um, that I've come up with that, since we've created this question. Okay. I can't wait. What, what we'll do is we'll have a different segment, and you'll ask me the, that question. He, he did ask me when you and I were going to appear on our, our new segment, this no. this segment. Upcoming. We'll schedule when you right do, I want to be one of the interviewers. Okay. All right. Uh, Corey, you go ahead. Ask the next question. Uh, if you could choose to visit one of the seventh wonders of the world, which one would it be? To be clear, that's your current list of... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so apparently the internet has a lot of confusing... Yeah, information on what what are the uh, seven. Yeah. The seven great wonders of the world. Yeah. So there's two that came that jumped out at me. The Colosseum is pretty spectacular with the history, but the Great Wall of China is the one I would pick because you can see it from space. But you yeah. can't, and that's a myth. Okay, well, if it's cloudy. That. What? Oh, if, if it's, it's cloudy. cloudy. Gotcha. No. Okay. Never. Never but, can okay. you... S- Maybe you know, it's, That's a little but bit objective because it's it not depends a, on it's, how... It's not objective. If you're in space, oh. even if you're in lower Earth orbit... No way. You can't see the Great Wall of China. Okay, aside from the that... The Great Wall of China aside, is only like 30 feet wide. Here's another Can you see the roof theory. of your Some house Some people think space? that we've never actually broken what's called the firmament around the Earth to actually be in space. So <laughs> wrap your head around that. So right? aside yeah. from that comment, <laughs> it's still a uh, an engineering marvel. Oh, agreed. Uh, it, yeah. I, would, I would like to walk on it or around that That, that is pretty neat, it's, though, to think about. Like it's it's So many years ago... Yeah. That somebody was able to to accomplish that that with the pyramids and everything, and that's the reason it's in the seven wonders of the world. And I, I'm I'm one of those geeks that watches you know engineering marvels. Yeah, it, things blow your mind. You're like, how on earth? I've how seen the Colosseum in person, and it it it's it's impressive. And then if you watch any TV shows or movies that have the Colosseum kind of in modern yeah. day, yeah. It's impressive. Like they used to flood it, hmm. and like I say, drive. You know, like have boats on it and have mock wars and fights with a flooded Coliseum. That's hmm. crazy. I would like to, <clears throat> you know, occasionally what we'll do here at the office on slow days, if we ever have them, is we'll have a putt putt challenge. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can go around the entirety of the building. That's mm-hmm. been a while. I think it would be really cool 
to have a putt putt challenge on the Great Wall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like it's busted up and everything, but it's it's you know. The same course for everybody. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like it would hit like one stone and bounce off the wall. <laughs> exactly. and you're like, you'd have to Mulligan. bring three dozen balls. That's <laughs> okay. If we ever go, we're gonna do it. This is Great Wall of China. I don't think this is really a fair question because a man in his position has probably bought, I would say, thousands. How many COVID masks have you purchased for since tourists? the beginning of the pandemic? Well, just okay. you I, at all? I took that as personally. Personally, I've tor- I've purchased zero. That was Tim's answer last time too. Because it's just like Gavin or or whatever. I've not purchased a single mask. Taurus gave us all masks with our name on them. Remember, yes. Like early on in the pandemic, yeah. when masks it's were like so scarce, they like ordered April of twenty. It's like wearing a name badge. Yeah. <laughs> they ordered us really masks, uh, black ones with our yeah. name. I, it's still in my truck, but I've ordered thousands <laughs> for for the technicians, and I've got a few of those uh, black throwaway ones in my truck. But of all the people, I bet you I've wore a mask less than anybody the entire time. Yeah, I mean, your job primarily is yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I don't have to go meet with customers. And, I, you know, and I get, I'm still very respectful of if I go somewhere and they, you know, prefer me to. It doesn't bother me one bit. But uh, many thousands for here and none for personal. I would say since about April, May-ish of 20, I, I've had a pretty consistent box in, your in my vehicle to... To take from, so I grabbed about ten or twelve from our stash here and threw them in my truck. I'm still working off those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we we got a little bit more time, Brian. I I'm curious. We'll ask him more questions about your your life before <laughs> Taurus, specifically Riveting. around around the the uh, valley parking. I was about to say parallel parking. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> um, I wonder why they still teach that because you know most of the cars are eventually just going to have a button for yeah. If you drive on Grapevine Main Street, you, oh, that's you need true. a parallel park. That's true. So, what's the uh, the coolest car that you ever valeted? So you remember, I've been out of it for twenty years, but back in the day, they still had cool cars. Oh yeah, everybody wanted the exotic sports cars, and it's funny. The very first time you jump into an exotic sports car and there's hundreds of people around, <laughs> you can embarrass yourself. First time I jumped in a Ferrari, because I wanted the red Ferrari. Yeah. And you jump in there and you're like, oh crap. <laughs> so, you, and you know. Is it like a mixture of just not understanding the gears? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, how the clutch works. Yeah. Uh, it's everything, because they're all, they're not. People are looking at you they're, they're inevitably. All, and it's the pressure. Right. You jump in there, you need to go, and you... (laughs) So, um, it got to where, again, you know, at first, every every valet wants to drive the exotics. And then it gets to where you don't care. Yeah. I'd rather get in a Ford truck. Yeah. And me being tall... What you know. Every car I had to get into... Yeah, you're not fitting in like a... Yeah. Like an 80s Ferrari. No. It's just not... I mean, not comfortably... Every car, I'd have to move the seat. So when I saw a big vehicle with tall person get in, I wanted that one. So I could just jump in and drive it. Well, yeah, you knew. Yeah. If, if, Did if, you ever if, take the time to, when you pulled it back around no. to, right? No. I mean, because they're, they're paying you before they sit down. Right. And if you have any sense about you, you see that I'm tall and I have to move the seat back. Yeah. You can move it back forward. You're grown. So <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I had my uh, uh, repair shop in Stillwater, I had a rule. 
not to adjust the customer's seat ever <laughs> unless it was absolutely undrivable. So way far back or way close. And sometimes you'd get in some and you'd be like, it's borderline. It's pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Did you, you and your wife are a tremendous amount of height difference apart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do I assume that's like you guys have like a preset in there for each other? In her car, it has the two presets, one for her and one for me, which I love it. You probably I press your it. button before you even try to sit oh, yeah. down. As I open the door, I press the button so it'll all start. Doing yes, its, it's thing. smart that it's on the door and like not the it center is. console. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, because. She's 5'2", and I'm 6'4". So. Man, sometimes I am just like, when it gets cold outside, and i got to move the car in, or it's going to be raining or something, sometimes I can't wait. You know, you, you hit that button, and i, I got to get in the car right now. It's raining on me. So you're like getting in the car yeah, while it's Yeah, and it smashes the side of your head, and ugh. Yeah. So, did you ever have to park a Lamborghini Countach ever, do you do you recall? Probably so. Yeah, I drove... I mean, I did it for several years, so I've probably did a lot of exotic cars. Lamborghini's instructions for driving the Countach, because it basically had no rear visibility. Mm-hmm. If you were to have to reverse in that car, you'd get in the car, put it in reverse, so the doors open up, you know, Lamborghini doors, yeah. and then you'd put it in reverse, and then you would sit on the door sill with your head out the roof, mm-hmm. like out where the door would open up. And basically drive looking over your shoulder outside the car. That's their instruction on how to. Oh, wow. With the door open. Mm. Total Ace Ventura style. Yeah. I like it. I mean, you're not, hopefully you're not going too fast (laughs) in reverse, but. So, um, Brian, just as we close out here, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing why it is you like to be a part of this family, why it is that you work here and then hopefully you'll, you'll stay as a part of this family until you retire and go open up your amazing gym. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, again, like, like I've said at the Christmas party the last couple of years, I brag on, on Kevin and Aaron's generosity. Um, you know, it started with two guys in with two desks in a office smaller than this area we're sitting in right now. And, uh, you know, their philosophy of hard work, do, do, do the customer right take care of your employees. And I think they're taking care of the employees is the very top. Um, anyone that's worked here any amount of time knows, you know, they, they pass on the generosity. They provide game tickets, uh, food, snacks, drinks, you know, things that, that you, we are so used to, mm-hmm. you know, how many games have you and Corey don't go to many games. <laughs> Gets the sports off YouTube. But Robert, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going at the end of the month. Thank you, Torres. You are, you are going to a game. This, I, uh, countless. I mean. Right. We have been to so many games, and our customers, are, you know, you've given away lots of tickets to customers. You know, and even even uh, in our, we, we brag about our years that, you know, we've, we, we grow every year. We've had a couple of years that were level, and I've even told Aaron and Kevin during that time, Man, we don't need to buy the tickets. They're expensive. They both said, nope, that, that's in our budget. We're going to keep doing that because, you know, it helps you guys with, with business. And it, it's, a, it's a good perk for our employees, um, our employees' families. You know, I, I know that sometimes we give them to an employee that takes their family that don't even know what Taurus is, you know. So 
um, you know, that Kevin and Aaron have tried to keep that mindset from two guys to 64, 64 people, excuse me. Um, and the bigger we get, you know, we do the best we can to keep that, that family mentality, you know, as evident at the Christmas party this year, man, I think everybody had a great time. Yeah. I mean, I think we made up for last year. Yeah, we did. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we also, you, us three know the, the perks we have if, uh, if we need to take care of personal things, if we need to, you know, leave early or, or whatever, we don't have someone trying to micromanage our time. Kevin and Aaron know that we do our jobs. They don't have to worry about that. And so there's a lot of those perks that I call them unpaid perks, you know? Yeah. But really they are paid. We're, we're salaried. So, you know, uh, we don't take advantage of it. They know that we know that, but, um, there's just so many of those things, you know, you work for a salary, you don't, you're not going to work for free, but you know, we've said, I think all three of us have said many times, I don't think I can be pulled away from here. I mean, it would take something astronomical, you know, uh, I I'm for sale. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, It'd be a big number, but I'm not saying anything's possible, but, but I, I plan on, you know, I'm the old, uh, one of the oldest. I think one more is older than me. Jackson, right? Yeah. Got your beat? Yeah. But, you know, I'm planning on staying till I, I don't think we'll ever retire. Well, I don't, I don't have a <laughs> retirement plan. Will you just consult? There you go. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'll my, open a consulting company. <laughs> my plan is for us to get big enough to have a board of directors mm. and I just sit on the board. Yeah. I, in the movies, those guys don't do anything. I know, right? We go to four meetings pay- a Most year. Most of them get, don't even talk. It's I, awesome. I just need to be on an earnings Paper call. in front of them. Yeah. You'll have to wear a tie. A quarterly meeting, right? Uh, that's part <laughs> of our, his face. That's He's like, like, not in my dream. It's like, nah, not. never mind. <laughs> that I'll retire. Is, that's a retirement plan. We have four meetings a year. Right? Oh, man. It'd be so good. Quarterly meeting. Right? I don't know if I could let go. <laughs> I have such control <laughs> issues. Hey, Brian, thank right. you so much for joining us, man. Thank you very much. Um, we Thank want to, everyone out there to be able to see and hear what we have here, and it's a big part of it. It's not just about professional audiovisual. Um, we also have a great set of teammates here and a family, and, and I think we've mentioned the word family a few times. So I'm glad you came on and had a little bit of fun with us. Uh, for myself, for Corey Church. Hang on. I got oh, one question okay. for the audience. Okay. We're going we're gonna to have a whole series of these in the next three or four months. If there's anybody in particular you want to see, let us know. Awesome. In all the ways. Some of these can be very interesting. I can tell you that. All right, guys, y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Thank you very much.